Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Sunstein Sessions on iHeartRadio. Conversations about issues that matter. Here's your host, winner of two Gracie Awards, Shelly Sunstein. Good morning to Oscar-winning filmmakers, Andrea Nix Fine and Sean Fine. Just as a background, they won uh, the documentary short Oscar for Innocente, which followed a 15-year-old homeless, undocumented girl. And it was the first crowd-funded film ever to win an Oscar. So history made there. Now, the reason Andrea and Sean are with me today is because their film, LFG, is now on HBO Max. Now, this is a documentary centering on the United States women's national soccer team and their very public fight for equal pay. Before we get into the film, I didn't see, you know, I, I don't read anything about the films other than, you know, this is what it's about. And I thought, oh, my God, this is so up my alley. But I thought LFG, LFG. And I'm watching this with my daughter who started playing soccer when she was three. It is her passion. And she had to explain to me what LFG meant, which is let's blanking go, which is the rallying cry of this most winning team that we have, these incredible women. So tell me, how did, how did this all come about? Well, we, I mean, this is, when we heard about this lawsuit, this is, um, you know, it's historical. It's, 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 and we thought, you know, us and our partner, Abby Greensfelder, thought, you know, we have to find a way to tell this story. And the way Andrew and I tell stories is through the personal experience. And so we thought the only way to tell this story is, is from the inside. And when we started to look into it just a little bit, you start to see people that are cheering the women on. And then you start to see all these people that are saying horrible, horrible things. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of misinformation. So I think that drove us to to say, we have to document this. We have to document what, what these women are doing. And then the other part was like, it's their story. And I think that theme runs through our films is that we let people tell their own story because oftentimes we, as, as a society, don't listen to other people's story. People report on stories as opposed to listening to someone else's story. So we kept saying to ourselves, wouldn't it be great to have have the women that are suing their employer tell this story, tell this fight, show firsthand what it's like. And so that's what we set out to do. The women filed their suit against their employer three months before they won the World Cup. Now, imagine all this, <laughs> the stress of the lawsuit, which, by the way, was made public on International Women's Day appropriately, but also the stress of performing. Now, as a newscaster and as a radio personality, I was following this story, but 
when you're following this story and it's very intricate, it's very involved, there are a lot of rulings, there are a lot of depositions, you really only get when a new story comes across like the one line explanation. For example, the, the soccer federation argued that the women's national soccer team actually made more than the men's soccer team. So in the ear of the listener, they're going, what the hell? Why are they suing? You go in depth, explain, because this is to me at the heart of the lawsuit. Yeah, and that, that's a great point. And that was actually a huge challenge for us in telling this story is how do you make sure that someone who's watching this, who is not a lawyer, who doesn't understand all the CBA and intricacies, understands what are the salient points about this legal fight? How does it relate to any equal pay case anywhere? And it's, you know, equal pay, equal work. And I think that, you know, Megan says it best. She's like, for an example, if we say we had to win nine games and won $100, well, the men made $90, but only had to play three games. And it's this whole misunderstanding. And the discrimination really happened when they were never offered the same deal line for line as the men. And so I think some people be like, hey, you, you, you negotiated a crappy deal and now you're stuck with it, too bad. Right. And that that's the, the but the, the point that even we believe and we show in the film that didn't come out in the summary judgment that the, the judge weighed in on was that it never made mention that they were never offered that exact same deal. So I think that's one thing if you know, or two di different things that we wanted to make sure anybody watching the film is able to take away and why it's still an appeal, because I think the women feel like we have a case that deserves to see you know, the end game. You have a very difficult task here. I mean, you have a documentary that's following a lawsuit and this has not ended. I mean, the way the film ends really is with the federal judge ruling against the players on the equal pay claim. But there are other issues involved, but you, you end it with this actual deflating horrible defeat and you are watching the players like Megan Rapino listen you, you see her face on film as she is hearing the news I mean you really get intimate with the players but at what point as filmmakers do you decide okay, we're just going to have to release the film at this point, or do we wait until it further plays out? That's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to follow something where you never know how it's going to end. I think that's probably the most difficult part of this. Like we never, you're sitting by your phone, not knowing, are they going to settle? Are they going to, you know, we were at mediation. We were there like, you know, is mediation going to end the film? Like, are we going to end a month into mm -hmm. filming? Um, you never know. And so you're always planning how that's going to happen. And what happened with the summary judgment? I think just like the players, it, it hit us out of the blue. I mean, we were just like, I, I can't believe this is happening. And when we found out about it, you know, we were, I, mean, I was literally, it was during COVID. I was at a soccer field with my son kicking the ball and I got a text like, summary judgment and we're texting the players we're like please. please please turn your cameras on that we sent you 
you know, please, this is a huge ending to the film. And if, if you mm -hmm. could film anything, your reaction, anything. And then we sat and waited for, I don't know, over, I felt like it felt like forever, but like a week or so. And then all of a sudden the footage started coming in from them and we started watching it and we were just like this, this is the emotional ending that we, we need for this film. And then I think we took Becky's cue in the film where she's like, you know, it's a horrible day, but we're not stopping. We're going to keep going. And I think that's what we wanted to end on because the appeal is going to, going to keep going. They're appealing right now. It's going right. to keep going, but that takes time. And we felt like, you know, we need to put this film out. We need to show this fight. And so as filmmakers, we kind of like when things aren't all wrapped up in a bow. That's life, right? That's how that shows the struggle. That shows how hard it is. It shows the mountain they're climbing. And I think that's important in this film. I am speaking with Oscar-winning filmmakers, Andrea Nix Fine and Sean Fine. Their documentary, LFG, is now on HBO Max, and it centers on the United States women's national soccer team's very public and controversial fight for equal pay. One of the most compelling stories we all know about Megan Rapinoe, because Megan is the face of the team. Megan is the voice of the team. And she is actually the big earner of the team, thanks to all the endorsements. That said, I thought one of the most compelling stories was Jessica McDonald, who is the mother of a nine-year-old. And I think, I think my mouth fell open when she was talking about how she had to hold other jobs in order to remain on the United States women's national team, remember World Cup winners, in order to support her son. I mean, even to pay for the daycare. It reminded me of the days of Major League Baseball when all those players had to have off-season jobs. But this is 2021. This mm -hmm. is this is time's up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, Jessica is so important to the film because she is the every player. And that, you know, a lot of her career has actually been spent professionally playing on the Women's Professional Soccer League, the NWSL. But that is where they get pulled up from to participate on the U.S. Women's National Team. And so the economics of the NWSL and the, and the national team are sort of interlinked in that way. So it's very important to understand the sacrifices these players play in to get to that pinnacle. So she, you know, so she basically shows really the sacrifice that she's undertaken for years to be able to get there and why the money at stake as being a part of the lawsuit once you do get to that team matters because they've been in the trenches for years to get to that point and they deserve that money. And even, once when, they they, get there. And even when they're at that pinnacle, you see in the film, she's coaching, you know, she's coaching kids. And that's right. actually, you don't know this in the film, but that's, that's actually a day before She's playing in the national championship of the women's league. And so, it's I mean, like the Super Bowl. you imagine like, I mean, I mean, you know, imagine Tom Brady before the Super Bowl, like, oh, I, I got to go coach some kids so I can make some extra money so I can pay for my house. I yeah. mean, she's a World Cup champion. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, th I think that really shows. And the other really important part about Jessica is that for us is that it shows that the U.S. women's soccer team, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the only game in town. That's the pinnacle for them. You know, that's it. They, they, as Andrew said, they worked their whole life to be at this place. So that they, they have so much power 
because it's the it's the only place where they can make any money and they have to get to that to like you said like to get endorsements to get you know to get seen to get recognized and and so i think part of her story is to show how much power us soccer has just cuz you know she's she's at the end of her career when she finally makes the world cup team you know I think one of the arguments that I hear is, oh, men's soccer is more popular. Oh, the men's soccer team has uh, better ratings, TV ratings. Your response? No, I mean, the, no. Film, the film shows you that, right? That the film shows you that they are, they've, you know, since 2015, they've earned more revenue, more money for U.S. soccer than the men's team. It also shows that the highest game that America's ever watched for a soccer game is the, a, a game of the women's team, not the men's. And that's, you know, that's very powerful when Jeffrey Kessler, who is the lead counsel, is able to sort of sit down and he's really giving you the trial that they never stepped into. He's a trial lawyer and he like lays it out and he's fantastic at that because I think he actually allows you to really understand the rest of the legal the legal fight. So I think it becomes really clear that there's a lot of misinformation about the game, the women's game versus the men's game and the economics. And so that's what we wanted to make sure saw the light of day um, with this film. It's very telling that the U.S. Soccer Federation did not speak to you at all, uh, although I'm sure you offered and tried to get interviews with representatives. We what did. What was their response? I mean, we we started out the film by, you know, trying to get some access to film the, the women playing, and it quickly became apparent to us that um, if the film was on equal pay, that we were not going to be allowed access to film them. So as filmmakers, how do you film the top, you know, soccer players in the world if you can't come to their games, if you can't come to their exhibition games and film them? Um, so we had to figure that out, which we did. And we were able to film a couple games that there were loopholes that we figured out how to do that. And then, you know, when it was time, we asked U.S. Soccer to, to, to be interviewed. We asked interviews with the president of U.S. Soccer, and we gave them ample time to respond and to, to be interviewed, and, and they declined. And so you, you know, there, you mentioned the word settlement and that's something that never entered my mind watching this film is it mm -hmm. your feeling. And of course I know that, that you don't know, but is it your feeling that the women could in the end settle? I think they very well could. I think if they sit down across the table and feel like they are offered equal pay and it's valued, I think that they would, Take that settlement, I think. But, you know, of course, this is, as you're saying, we don't know. It's for them to answer, not us. But I also hear the resolve in their voice and the the look in their eye that they're not going to give this up until they feel like they it's it's just because in the end of the day and they acknowledge it, they're not really fighting for themselves anymore. By the time this ends, they very well could not even be on the team anymore. Right. Right. They're do they understand the eyes that are watching them and it's and, and it's really not for themselves. And I think that's a really beautiful part of why they work so hard and why they continue to fight this, even though they're so exhausted, that they realize it's for the players who come after them and for you know the rest of the world to see that it's just You've been listening to Sunstein Sessions, a production of iHeartRadio. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.